My generation is probably the last to remember life before a widespread internet. There were personal computers, to be sure. My family had a Commodore 64 first, that blast from the past, and then there we had a Mac later on. We had Apple IIs with Oregon Trail at school, and there were dial-up services. But there was no high-speed internet yet. There was no World Wide Web. There was only the screech of your modem when you connected to your local bulletin board service, or AOL. I suppose it's my generation's version of walking 10 miles to school in the snow without any shoes. Didn't have any fancy high-speed internet. But I don't know if anyone could have predicted just how ubiquitous the internet has become. Think about it. Most of us walk around with a personal computer in our pockets that is over 100,000 times more powerful than the computer that guided Apollo 11 to the moon. If you're interested in, I, I'm not just pulling these numbers out of the air. There, I, if, you, if you care about, if you care, you know, you can look at, I, I, I'm going to put this online later and it has the citations there because I'm like that. So, many of us do a lot of our daily interaction with other people over email or social media. According to Pew Research, about 86% of us get our news from online sources. Fewer young people are spending nights out with friends, preferring to interact over Snapchat and similar apps. So much of our lives are spent online in cyberspace. And this was true before the pandemic. Before we, had, before, we had to interact almost exclusively over Zoom or Teams. The events of the past 18 months drove us online even more. And the specter of possible future outbreaks means that we need to keep virtual options open. Now, I'm grateful that we have those virtual options. If we didn't have them, I imagine we would have had to take on a lot more risk to stay connected as a congregation. With, with those tools, we can stay in touch more safely and easily. Plus, we can reach more people with the gospel, something that is at the core of our mission as a Christian congregation. But as good and helpful as virtual options are, there's always something missing, and that's embodied. Those of you who are joining us online, please don't hear this as shade on the way you're worshiping with us today. It applies to pretty much all, nearly all of us who have become so reliant on cyberspace, on the internet in our daily lives. When we spend so much time online, we miss out on a lot. You can't touch someone in cyberspace. You can't play golf or fish with someone else, at least not in a physical way. You might be able to virtual fish or virtual golf, but it isn't the same. You can certainly pray with someone over the phone or email or on a video chat, but you can't hold hands or lay hands on that person. The body language so vital to our in-person communication is lost over email. That's why there are so many misunderstandings sometimes when we try to email back and forth. We miss out on the accompanying body language. There really is no substitute for physical embodied 
presence. And God knows it. God knows that there is no substitute. How could we possibly know that God is with us, that God is for us, if we could never see God, if we could never touch God? In the man Jesus, God is truly embodied. In him, as ridiculous and paradoxical as it sounds, the finite and the infinite coexist in one person, in one Christ. The author of 1 John points to this embodiment at the beginning of his letter. We don't know who wrote this letter or to whom. We'll be here for the next four weeks. Based on the language, it does seem like the letter and the Gospel of John are written by the same person. Maybe by the Apostle himself. Who knows? But whether or not John actually wrote the Gospel and the letters that bear his name is not important. What is important is what John is saying about Jesus. John says that Jesus was real. In the flesh. In meat space, as opposed to cyberspace. That is one of my favorite words these days, meet space. Yeah. When, often when I'm meeting with other pastors, I'll ask, can we do this meeting in meet space for once instead of over Zoom like we have been? Jesus didn't merely appear to be human. He was seen, he was touched, he was heard. And in this person, they saw God. They didn't just see an image of God or someone who showed them a way to God. They didn't just see a wise teacher or a miracle worker. They didn't just experience love and compassion in the abstract. In him, they saw God with skin on. They saw God enfleshed. And in him, they saw that God's own self is tangible love. That's really at the core of the Christian message. That God is not some abstract concept or in some far-off heaven, but is real, perfectly embodied in Jesus, the Messiah. We can theologically or philosophically speculate about who or what God is or what relationship God has to us. We can talk about who we think God is, but without God embodied, they are just speculations of little substance and less relevance to daily existence. God, or the sacred, or love, or grace, and that, if they're not embodied, are reduced to mere ideals, cheap placeholders to describe good feelings. But in Jesus the Messiah, God and God's love for us are tangible. They can be seen, touched, smelled, tasted, perhaps most regularly at the communion table every week. And in addition to this, God also continues to be embodied in a community of flesh and blood people, the body of Christ. People with all kinds of gifts and flaws and good traits and bad traits, saints and sinners, people who serve others, people who have addictions, people from all walks of life, people who are just people called and claimed and fed by Christ and his love. People like you and me. So I'd close with this. Cyberspace and the virtual world are very helpful, very helpful. But time and time again, 
God acts in the physical world, in time, space, and history, in meat space, at the communion table, in each other, for the sake of the world, for our salvation. We have a sacred and overwhelming calling as the body of Christ. We're called to be present as well in the physical world, living out God's love in a tangible, enfleshed way. Let's pray. Lord Christ, you are truly Emmanuel, God with us. You didn't permit the love of God to remain an abstraction, but in you it took on an undeniable tangibility, an undeniable presence in your life, ministry, death, and resurrection. Help us live lives beyond lip service to ideas. Empower us to be your body in the real world. Amen.